Good evening, church. One minute late getting started, and it's all her fault. Whose fault? Well, no, her fault. Oh, they don't know the night church, so I guess that's her fault. We've been learning new songs. Okay. You know the song the Lord prepared me. Do what? Do you know the song the Lord prepared me? Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary. It's called sanctuary. Sorry. Did I know it's sanctuary? Well, we'll go with what I've got written down. <laughs> you're probably not going to know half of you. Not going to know it either. <laughs> Let's have a word of prayer before we can start. I think we need it. Brother Bob, would you please have a word of prayer? Yeah, Father, let me just give thanks for you allowing me to be in your house this afternoon, Father, and just. Just for us, that, Lord, we need to let our light shine. And it's hard to let your light shine, Lord, if you just don't have one in you. So, Father, just we ask that you would put the word in us and give us the heart that it takes to let people see you in us. Yeah. We pray this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Grab a hymn book and turn to hymn number, uh, the red hymn book, turn to hymn number 106. Rescue the perishing. I don't see anybody panicking, so maybe y'all know. <laughs>
more lights can burn in. But we will sing it last. Yeah. Okay, I just I couldn't remember the name of it. I tried my best to remember the name. Hymn number one thirteen. Kind of fits the attitude of people nowadays.
to sing that song and heed the message that's in it. Two
all learn something together. Very important that we uh, listen to the Word, adhere to the Word, and be doers of that Word. Uh, before we get started, has anybody got anything they want to share? An opportunity for a testimony if you'd like to testify on that. Alright, let's turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 5. We're going to be beginning uh, reading in verse 11 of chapter 5. Somebody read for me if you would, verses 11 through 14. Is that where we stopped? Yes. Okay, I'm in the wrong book. And I behold a hill, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast, and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in the heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such us, such as are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Amen. Oh, just a recap from uh, last week, we found that uh, the one of, uh, that was on the throne, it mentions a description of him, it says about his hand, that he's holding a scroll or a book, and uh, there was nobody found worthy in heaven and earth or below the earth to open the, the, the scroll, and uh, John began to weep because of that, and an angel told him, he said, don't, don't, don't cry because the line of the tribe of Judah is here, he's going to open this, and I'm paraphrasing this now. And when he looked up, he didn't see a lion. Who did he see? He saw a lamb as, as was slain. He saw the slain lamb. So he saw it. And uh, he's worthy to take this book. And the Bible said that he went up and took that book from the right hand uh, of, the, of the father who was in, in the throne. And, uh, and we, we mentioned that this is a symbolic of, of the passing of power. Uh, that all things would be given to the Son. He earned it by His death on the cross. He earned it by His sinless life. He earned what He has there, and it's all been given to Him. And and it, it's a beautiful thing then because uh, that uh, it said when this happened, the four beasts and the four and twenty-four elders fell down, and they had harps. And uh, and and what else did they have beside harps? What else did they have? Very important. They had golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Never stop praying. Your prayers are heard, and your prayers are in heaven. Amen? And so these prayers that are there, we're going to find out a little later on, the prayers that are there are a prayer that's been prayed for a future event. Okay? And so never never be afraid. You know, I told you all one time that uh, uh, my mother's uh, prayers... Uh, 
was what saved me. There wasn't no doubt in my mind. It was what brought conviction to me because the Lord heard our prayer. Then they, they felt, began to sing a new song. And when they sung this new song, they, they give us the words here. And all of them fell down on their faces and, and again before the Lord. And the, the uh, four and 24 elders threw their uh, crowns to, to the Lord. And, uh, and, uh, and in verse 10, and, and has made, at the end of that song, has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So this is a catch up to that time. It's a beautiful scene in heaven. It shows the transfer of all power in heaven and earth given to that uh, that Lamb of God, and this that, now what you got to understand. That we're going to see here this power, this transfer of power, is for one specific reason. Anybody know what this reason is before we ever get to it? He's worthy. Hey, well, he's worthy, but he, he has a, there's a reason the power is given him. He's got something else to do. What is it? The wrath of God, he is fixing to be the administrator of the wrath of God upon this world. Okay? That's what the purpose of these files are. That's the purpose of these uh, of these sealed this sealed document. Each one of these seals contains a wrath of God that's pointed toward the world. Okay? And so it's uh, it's twofold. The it, it's it's for the purification of Israel and it's for the wrath of the world. Okay? That's the that's the thing, and the and the, and the purification of Israel. We're going to see that it involves wrath toward them. Okay, they almost get annihilated before they decide that Christ is the Lord. But anyway, we'll get to that later on. So here, then, as soon as this happens, uh, John looks up and he said that uh, I heard the voice of many angels, and I love this because you know we always wonder. You know, we have songs uh, about the angels crying and. The, the angels that he could have called down to, to rescue him off the cross. And we had portraits of those thousands and thousands of angels. I used to have a t-shirt that, that showed him standing. They were looking down upon that scene, wanting to come and rescue him. Well, I don't think that was the case. I think they knew full well what the purpose and the work of Christ was. They were also involved in the purpose and the work of Christ, if you'll remember. Because he had angels that came to minister to him. And he even had angels on his resurrection day to, to tell the people who were coming to the empty tomb what was going on and where to be. And those angels were always at work, so they knew what was going on. But even at that, uh, the, it says these angels gathered around the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. We're going to see this number uh, mentioned over... Uh, more than this, just one time in uh, in the book of Revelation. Does anybody know what that number means? Innumerable. It's innumerable. And and at, at the time of this writing, the Jewish people, their numerical system only went to a certain point. And so if it went to a point past more than they could count, then this is the way they described it. It was an innumerable number. I don't, I didn't take time to look up how far they could count. But it's a, it's, a, it's a gigantic, enormous number that he's looking at that it was more than he could count. And so he, and when these, and look what they're doing. At, at the time they come up saying with a loud voice, and then they began to, to worship and to praise Jesus Christ, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And when they said that, when if, let me tell you something. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and tell you something. If you don't like to worship here, you ain't going to make it too good over there. Now, we're going to get to a new heaven and a new earth one of these days. 
But at this point, when we get to heaven, I don't know about the rest of y'all, I'm going to be so glad Amen. to be there. Amen. I'm going to be so excited to be there. I'm going to show out. I'm going to be singing with them. I'm going to be bound with them. I'm going to be praising with them. I'm going to be looking at him. I'm going to be involved in this worship. We need to be involved in worship here because if you can't be involved in worship here, it's going to be tough over there. Okay? And so what we've seen ever since Jesus was revealed in chapter 5, as he took this book, there has been worship and praise and honor and singing to him. Not only by the angels, but by the 24 elders. And who did we say they were uh, symbolic of? The church. And so uh, this, is, this is what's going on there. And those beasts also were involved in this. And it, then it says, And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I, saying, Blessed and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And I had two on this for just a minute. Because what he says here is when they, they began to worship, everything in heaven and earth began to celebrate. Amen. Now, I'm wondering because, you know, the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 uh, and 11, that uh, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And, of course, this is a future event. This is going to be broadcast. This is going to be heard. This is going to be felt in the world. And I have a feeling that all of nature is going to rejoice with this. I think that, that, that this transfer of power at this point in life, because something's fixing to happen that has been prayed for multiple times. And that is vengeance. Are you listening to me? What we're going to see is the vengeance and the wrath of God falling on those who have hurt his children. Remember what Jesus said? It, it, it would be better for a millstone to be wrapped around your neck and cast yourself into the sea than to offend one of the least of my children. Now this is all fixing to happen according to what he has said. This is going to be a bad time for those people who have rejected Jesus and have insulted his church. Think about that. And so, oh, just think, it's just unbelievable. When you, when you think of the murder of our unborn children and you think of the, the, the weaponization of government against the uh, against godly people and against churches and in other nations where they have died by the thousands because they proclaimed the name of Jesus. This is a world event and it's fixing to be rectified. Vengeance from God is coming and they're rejoicing over this because you know what? How many believe in justice? Listen, justice is fixing to be served on this world and it's not just a justice like we would do. It is a godly and a holy justice that is that comes from God Himself. So it's a it's a it's the kind of justice that you know you you say all the time that, that when Jesus said vengeance is or the or Bible quotes Jesus uh, the vengeance is mine saith the Lord. We can't do to people what God's going to do to them. Amen. Our vengeance, even if we shot them, our vengeance is sultry compared to what He's going to do to these people. So let them go. Don't, don't take vengeance for yourself. He's got, he's got this. And we're fixing to see about this vengeance right here uh, coming up here very shortly. There won't be no crooked lawyers uh, defending them either. There ain't going to be nobody defending How do you fend against God? That's right. yeah. You think about it. 
How in the world do you defend against God? And so this is what they're seeing. This is what they know is coming. And they're worshiping him the whole time that he's getting prepared to open these seals. And, and it says at the end of that, the four beasts said, Amen. What does that mean? So be it. it it's, this is fixing to be. So be it. And, and, he, uh, and, they, and, and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that lived forever. They just stay on their face. They're glad to be there. Amen. Let me tell you what, you're going to be glad if you're there too. And if you're not there, you're not going to be so happy. So it's imperative that we make sure above all else, you know, I tell you all this all the time, the greatest thing you'll ever do in your life is get saved. There ain't nothing you can do in this world that means more than that one thing. To get saved. Get your name written down in the Lamb Book of Life. And we, then we have a responsibility. We learned the responsibility this morning in the message what Jesus said. It didn't come from me. It came out straight out of the Word of God. And we can stop and say, well, what about what? Don't argue with me about the Word of God. Argue with Jesus about what He said. He said He's coming back for a people that's doing what He said. Not saying it. Doing it. And we got to remember that. we got to be doers of the Word. They don't keep telling us that in the Scripture. They don't put that little word, if I'll do this, if you'll do that. That little word is there for a purpose because if we want what He says He'll give us, we got to do what He said to do. And if we don't do what He has said to do, we have no right to expect to receive from Him what we want from Him. Amen? Amen. we we got to get past this. I ain't got to do nothing. Yes, you do. Not to be saved, but once you are saved. Because He's coming back for people that are doing what He told them to do when He left them here. Amen? And you know, I, I, hear, I hear a lot of argument about that subject right there. And... Uh, I think the word of God is absolute truth, don't you? Amen. And so we got to be ready. We got to get our we got to get our lamps lamps trimmed, and we got to get them full of the oil, which is the Holy Ghost. And we got to stay full and keep that light shining in our lives, which is a proof that He is in there. And so th these people are just chapter five is full of of the surrender of power to Jesus and worship to that uh, one that has received all power in heaven and earth. Any questions or comments? Let's move on to chapter 6. Now we're going to slow down. <laughs> slow down. We are going to slow down. Because I want us to look at what we're fixing to see. I want us to try our best to understand what the Bible is fixing to show us. And uh, so somebody read for me verses just 1 and 2 of chapter 6. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and conquered. Alright. Now, what does a white horse normally represent? A king. The presence of a king. And so when we see this, first off we need to see that immediately after verse 5, when the worship and stuff was still going on, or had just ended, he opened that the first seal. And it said when that, the seal was opened, John heard something. He said it was the noise of thunder. And one, now, now pay attention to this, one of the four beasts, he don't say which one, but he said one of the four beasts gave him an invitation to come and see what this was all about. 
So when he opened this seal, there was a visual representation of what was fixing to come forth from that seal. Okay? And so when you see what comes forth, he said, and John writes it down, he said, I saw, and behold, I saw a white horse. Immediately he's thinking, a king. And he said, and, and he that sat upon him had a bow in his hand. Now, a lot of people, because I, I went to look into this stuff, I wanted to see who people thought this was. You'd be surprised how many of them thought it was Jesus. And it ain't Jesus. Jesus is opening the seal. He's not sending himself back to this world. So this person right here has been, listen, sent by God through the opening of the seal, and he's here to exact the vengeance of God on the world. Now, I've always told y'all, be leery of getting involved in political agendas because God is going to use political figures to bring an end to this world, his wrath, his vengeance, and it's not going to be a pretty thing. Now, these politicians that he's raising up that we see right now are crooked, they're liars, they're dishonest, they have no love for the people, they will do anything to line their pockets, they'll tell you anything to get elected, and they'll spend tax dollars buying votes. We all know that. Well, they ain't going to get no better, I'll tell you that right now. But we're primed for someone to come along that's honest, that we deem godly, so the stage is being set to accept somebody with answers. Amen? Amen? I'm fully convinced that this king on this white horse is because the church is gone, is the Antichrist ushered in as a king. And look at what it says. And he has a crown, he has a bow, he has a crown, and was given it, and it was given to him. Who gave it to him? Jesus. God did. Listen to this. God gave it to him. He had a crown and was given unto him, and he went forth doing what? Amen. Conquering. What is Antichrist going to do? He's going to be the, 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 the representation of all the nations of the earth. They are all going to put their trust and their faith in one man. And he's not going to do it by a snap of the finger. He's not going to do it by saying, by being a politician and talking, and everybody saying, well, we believe you. No. He's going to conquer it. I want you to pay attention to that. Now, he, now when you, you say, well, how do you know this is not Christ? Because the only time Christ is on a white horse, he's got a sword. He don't have a bow. Now, what's the difference? What does the bow do? Your bow is, is made to shoot distance. Okay? So this, this king is not going to be in the fight. He's going to fight from the distance. He's going to have warriors. And you're going to see some more of them show up here in just a minute. And so this man on this white horse is, is in my opinion, I'm going to tell you, I was going to tell you when it was my opinion, is the, is the ushering in of anti, Antichrist who is coming to the world to take over the kingdoms of this world. And that's why it said that he sent out to conquer. He's a conqueror. He's going to conquer. And that means he will be the head of everything when he conquers everything. Now right now, our country, when we when we go into war with another country, and you know what we do when we get through with the war, and we if we win it, you know what we do? We, we get out of their country and rebuild it. We might set up a puppet government, and they try to what they do is set up a democratic government where they can uh, 
vote for themselves and what they vote for after that, we just stay out of their business. But we will go in there and blow everything up and we give it. This guy right here ain't gonna do that. This guy right here, when he gets through conquering somebody, he is gonna take it and it's gonna be his and he's gonna dominate it and he's gonna have a force behind him to back him up. We're gonna, we're gonna see some of this stuff. Is there any questions about that? Told you we're going to move, move slow because we're sick of feet. Have y'all ever heard the four horsemen of the apocalypse? I can't say that word. The apocalypse. That's, we're looking at them. This is what we're fixing to see. And the first one is this king that's on this white horse with a bow. He has given this power from, that comes from God, and his power is to go forth conquering. He's going forth conquering. Now, you can go into the Old Testament, you can look at all the Antichrist, you can look, there's lots of scriptures to support this idea. Okay? And, and so, uh, any questions or comments about this? A lot of people think, too, like the bow represents peace as well, so uh, they think it's going to like solve the Middle East problems and uh, figure out a way to make it all peaceful, and, by, and then he'll conquer it by doing that as well. So. Well, he's going to do that, too. Okay. He is going to do that, too. Matter of fact, if you study the, the, the beast, his, his reign is diplomatic and force. Okay? Not only is it diplomatic and force, it's religious. Amen? Because he has a false prophet. He has a religious man promoting him. Okay? So he's got it all. And everybody's going to see him and they go, hey, Y'all know what? Have you seen in our, our country here lately how people fall for stuff that ain't got nothing to do with the Bible and they think it does? You know what? They don't know what the Bible says. They believe anything. If it just sounds good, they believe it. And so this guy's going to sound really good. He's going to be really believable. And people are going to listen to him. Now, here's something I want you to know. If this is Antichrist, he is Satan in the flesh. He's the one that caused all these problems, and he's the one that's going to have the solutions to fix these problems because he started them. But he come from heaven. He's sent by God. From heaven. From this, from this, this book. That when this is open, look, it says, and I saw the Lamb open one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw him behold a white horse. No, I don't think he's coming out of heaven. I think when this seal is opened, it's when this man gets his power. And he gets it from God. Okay? So what he's coming and seeing, what's he, I don't know, he's looking down. I don't want him to look at But he sees this. Okay? And so he sees this man. No, these, these things are demonic that's coming forth. And, and God uses these things. We're going to see here later on. Are y'all listening to me? They're already here. That's spooky. He's holding them back right now. The, the things that are going to be described in the next few chapters are here now. When, when, when Paul said our warfare is not against flesh and blood, the powers and the principalities are there, the powers of darkness, that's who he's talking about. Amen. So you're saying the Antichrist is here now. He just hasn't been given that. I don't think he's here now. I do. I think not in the flesh. He possibly could be. Well, like you read this morning, that even Jesus Himself did not know what right. the end of time is. And if I was the Satan, I'd be ready all the time. 
Especially when us, because he don't he don't know when the end time is. Yeah, he don't know either. Well, it's like Je Jesus was here even from the beginning, but he didn't show up in flesh until a certain time. Yeah. He was and born. That's like saying he's here, but he won't be able to be in the flesh until this time. No, yeah. until until this king comes, he won't occupy this flesh. Okay, I don't think he may occupy him from birth. Right. He may know who it is. I don't know. I don't want that. He may be born. Yeah. And and so he may be born with Satan in him. Satan may inhabit him at birth and teach him. Satan, if there's anything knows anybody about anything about this world, it's Satan. He knows about this world. He's the prince of this world. <coughs> He's been around ever since his creation. He knows about God. He knows about God. He knows the tomfoolery. He knows how to fool people into believing that he is a God because he knows so much. And we're going to see later on he's going to be given supernatural power to do things. So is this where the term the great deception and the great fall comes in? Because he's basically going to be a Well, what we see right here, we see the introduction of these people, uh, of these horsemen. And later on, it's going to kind of back up and show the results of what they've done and what happened to people. Yes, sir. Do you have your hand up for a second? Yes, sir. Know about, you know about Jesus, that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And whenever you say Satan in the flesh, what are you talking about exactly? Well, when uh, when the Lord told Judas Iscariot, go do what you got to do, the Bible said Satan entered into him. So that's how Satan can be in flesh. He has to enter into a man and use a man to do these things. <coughs> Just like God did with Christ. The Antichrist is going to be a man but he's going to be Satan in the flesh. He's going to be a, a uh, he, he's going to be a fake of Jesus Christ, which is the Christ, which is the Messiah, and he's going to be Antichrist. He is going to be evil in the flesh instead of God in the flesh. And his he wants to mock God. He wants to imitate God. He wants to be God through imitation. So just as as, God, as Jesus was God in the flesh. This Antichrist is going to be Satan in the flesh. And he's going to receive all power. And, and you know, he knows the word too. He knows this word. He knows he's going to get this power. He was like a right-hand man. And he's still got it in his mind he's going to overthrow God. And this is what he can't get it out of his head. That, that Satan wants to overthrow God. He wants to be worshipped like God. And you're going to see him get worshipped like God in, in a lot of these places. Okay? Any... any is that okay? Yeah. That, that, yeah. I watched this stupid movie on TV, okay? <laughs> and it was about the Antichrist, you know. It was him getting ready and all this kind of stuff. And it was, it was a stupid little show. But it, it, one thing he said in there, this guy asked this demon-looking thing, said, you know you're going to lose, why do you keep fighting? And he said, it's not about the win or lose, it's how many people I can take with me. That's right. undecided. Yeah. Right. I, can I, I never God. thought about that in my head. You know, he knows he's going to lose, but from this stupid little goofy movie I was watching, it's about the number. Yeah, so about how he can hurt God. He can get back with God. Because God loves his creation. He's not willing that any should perish. Send his son to die for him. I mean, how much more can he show? How much he loves us. And yet, so Satan wants to take as many to him as he can. That, that makes sense. But, uh, Anyway, 
So this is my idea, that this man on this white horse is the ushering in of the Antichrist, and his time has come, and, and it don't it don't give a bunch of detail, just these two verses. Um, so if, if y'all are satisfied with that, and you may have a different opinion, if you want to uh, voice your different opinion, you're perfectly welcome to. This is something that, that I believe in the scripture, that I see that this is who this is. This is the Antichrist. This is the king that's going to bring all the nations of the world together at some point against Israel. Amen? It's going to be Antichrist. When Jesus comes in the millennial reign, you know what the first thing he's going to do? Do Anybody? The first thing he does. He's down on the Mount of Olives. No, no. Well, he's going to do that all right, but the first act that he does is cast the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire and brimstone. He does away with them immediately when he shows up. But well, don't ask future questions. Well, for this, it's chapter 13. Are we talking about the same? Antichrist. The same person here that's going to be in chapter 13? Yes. Uh, that's what I said. That what we're being introduced here to now is something that's going to be put in the earth and later on in the future we'll chapter. Of what's now, now you got to remember this happens fast and furious. Mm -hmm. This this opening of this seal begins a seven year period. It, it's the beginning of a seven year period. Yes, You're saying that he will bring all of the nations of the world together against Israel. In my little pea brain, I can see that happen with the United Nations. Mm -hmm. Organization that we've got sitting in New York City. Well, I'm going to tell you, he's going to use something that's already here. He's going to use something that's already here, and he's going to take it over, and he's going to involve nations that. And, and the way he's going to do this is he's going to fool them, in the because he's got the answers. He's going to bring peace to the Palestinians and Israel. I don't want to get ahead of myself because if I get too far ahead of myself, we'll be here all night. So we want, to, we want to usher these in like those scriptures ushering them in. It, the, violet, the, the seal is open and the first thing that shows up is, is one on a white horse and he had, he, set, he, he had a bow and he had a crown signifying that he was a king and he went forth and, and it said, and a crown was given unto him. So he was empowered to become this conquering king. That's what we need to know about him right now. All right, somebody read for me verses 3 and 4. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast saying, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another, and that was given unto him a great sword. Okay. So now we see somebody on a black horse. Red, red. I'm excuse me, a red horse. What does red signify? Red, blood, war, destruction, death, those, those things. Killing. 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 And 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 this and and, and I want you to take note here because when the first seal was open, one of those four beasts said, Come and see. Now the second seal is open, and a second beast, a different beast, says Come and see. I want y'all to notice that. Because there ain't but four beasts. And things actually change after the fourth seal. 
We're going to look at that. We may not see it tonight, but we're going to see it. And said, and so he opened the second seal. I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there was another horse, and he was red. And look at this. And power was given to him from who? Who has all power in heaven and earth right now? The one holding this, this, this book has given all power in heaven and earth to, to do what he's wanting to do to this earth. But he's going to use these men, he's going to use these horsemen to, to accomplish what he's doing to bring vengeance uh, to, the, to the slaughtered of the earth, to his children who have been defiled by these people. He's going to bring vengeance on them. He's going to use these people to do it. Okay? And so, and so he, this horse came out, with, he was red. He was given power to take peace from the earth. Now, we studied the other day about the Prince of Peace and what that meant. And, and Jesus being, because Jesus made a remark, I didn't come to bring peace to this earth. I, I came up to bring a sword. I bring to turn people against each other. That sounded odd coming from Jesus. So how could he be our Prince of Peace? And, and we re remember, I hope you remember this statement because I try to make them rhyme a little bit so you remember them. Our peace comes through his presence. Our peace is with His presence. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no way why. Because you're with me. You're present. Okay? And so every trial that we face, everything that we face is bad in our life. Every issue we face at home and, and, and things that are just so, just, just remember, He's with us. He's right there with us. That's His promise to us. He's right there with us. And so He, he, he gives the power to this man to, set up, to take peace from the earth Peace on, from the earth means they, none of these countries can't get along now. So we know there's war coming. The absence of peace, according to the definition of the world, is the presence of war and conflict. So because the definition of peace to the world is the absence of conflict. That's not the, God's peace to us. Our, his peace to us, like we said a while ago, is His presence in the midst of conflict. You see the difference in the two definitions? That's, that's why we can't use the world's definitions to define godly things. Amen? We're separate from the world. We're different from the world. The world is not God, and the things of the world are not God. Okay? And so they, they bring division. And so this power was given to him uh, to take peace from the earth and look. It, it explained it so they can kill each other. Now I want you to think about this. Who the killing? Now this conqueror is going out. He's conquering. So you know there's going to be death and war. Everybody ain't just going to surrender their nation and their kingdoms to him. There's going to be fighting. There's going to be death. But that ain't the only death that's going to be because there's going to be innocent people killed during this conflict. Okay? And so he says, he said, in peace of time for the earth, and they should kill one another and it was given to him a great what? Sword. It ain't the word of God either. That ain't the sword he's got. It's the sword to kill. Okay? The, the sword means a weapon. A weapon to kill people. Now, there's a lot of preachers, a lot of theologians, a lot of scholars that believe they see helicopters and missiles and warfare nuclear weapons I don't really think so I just personally don't think so God don't need that 
Yeah. I mean, chaos. People killing each other right here is what you're talking about. Murder. Death. Things going on here. Uh, I really don't see the nuclear wars that they're talking about. Now, they use uh, what Peter said about the very elements of melt, fervor, and heat, and blah, blah, and all this. That, that, that's nuclear war, huh? And we're going to see when Jesus comes back, when he destroys this place, we're going to see where that fire comes from. And it ain't a nuclear bomb. But it's going to tell us in Revelation where that fire comes from that destroys this world and burns the elements up. That means the very air is going to burn. It's going to be that hot. It ain't coming from a nuclear weapon. It's coming from above. Okay? And so, uh, and there was given unto him this great sword. Any any ideas or comments or questions about who this guy is? So this guy is given in conjunction with a white horse. He is evidently a military general that is appointed by the king on the white horse that I want to conquer these nations and I'm going to use you and your armies to do it. You're going to be my the one who does it. You're the one that's going to destroy peace and kill people for me. Now, how many of y'all know a president that goes and fights an army? Boy, if we had to do that, we'd be in a sad shape. We had to get our president and fight another one. <laughs> so this Antichrist ain't going to be out there fighting with this general. He's got people coming. The Lord's going to supply him with people to bring about these changes and these things to this world because the Lord, at this point, his, what he's going to do is to fulfill prophecy which brings destruction of this planet. And listen to me. Destruction of this planet and every person on it that hadn't gone to be with him already. Think about that. That's why we say this world is not our home. Yeah, well, this world ain't our home. Our citizenship better be over there. Because when this time comes, it's very important. All right, I think we've got time this for... Not, for if this is not a military endeavor, why would he have to be a general? I didn't say it wasn't a military endeavor. This, this... Uh, when well, you said it was just utter chaos, basically. It is utter chaos. And this general is going to... This man on this white horse is going to take peace from the earth. He's got to have some kind of authority and some kind of... You know, a, a person just don't stand up and say, I'm going to take peace and I'm going to cause conflict with people. And so what we see developing here is Antichrist showing up, trying to take hold of the world. He has followers and those people who follow him, he's going to put a mark on them eventually if he's not already doing it at this time. We don't know. We're not told that here. If they get killed here, they get their freedom of choice taken away. Yeah. So they can't choose to follow Christ. That's right. And, and uh, we're going to see in the next chapter there's going to be a group of people that shows up from this. Don't become very soon. This is, this is the, from the enterprises. Yeah, this is the, this is the setting of the of the of the four horsemen, the one on the white horse and this one on the red horse who brings death, and he takes peace from the earth, and they in the peace the way he takes peace they begin to kill one another, okay, kill one another. So it's death involved in this. It's, it's chaotic. It's death. It's murder. And whoever's not doing whatever it is they're wanting to do, they don't mess with it. They kill them. Okay? We're going we're to see a bunch of this stuff that comes to a reality later on that will be answered here. 
the, I know the, this is a world stage, but I mean the United States is <coughs> that close to a silver type silver silver type war right now. Yeah, and I wish they'd quit talking about it. I mean, you're hearing that on the news every time you turn. I don't even listen to the news. I can't look at any report from Hawaii or anything on the, on these uh, web pages and stuff without hearing about civil war. Because it takes your peace away. Yeah. So. And by whatever means, he'll be able to turn people against each other to work. Like I said, there'll be nothing but civil civil unrest. Well, remember. The one on the white horse has been given power to conquer. The one on the red horse has been given power to kill or to cause people to kill each other. I remember that. Okay? That, that's what you need to see in this. Yes, sir. What I'm going to say is just stuff that I've read. Okay. Each one of these colors, different colors of horses, you know, even on, even on TV, a lot of times, well, that good guy, he's on a white horse, he's going out. Conquered. He's he's the champion, but this white horse, like you said, went out to conquer. And then that red horse. A lot of times, whenever somebody is killed, like in that second, that got that uh, red horse. A lot of times, whenever a person is killed, unless they're strangled, there's usually bloodshed. Whether it's in a car wreck, knife, gun, or whatever, there's usually bloodshed. And that red horse. Symbolic of blood being shed. Yes, sir. It's symbolic of blood. <coughs> so I said, symbolic of death. Black is a symbol of death. Black. You know, this is exactly what the Jewish people were looking for in the Messiah. Yeah. A, 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 a crown that's going to take over everybody, a king. Yeah. And they, by force, they needed it. Yeah. And they're still waiting on <coughs> They are still waiting on him. And you got to remember that. And there's a great. <coughs> part of the world population don't believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe Jesus Christ is Lord, Messiah, Savior, or nothing. They don't even believe in Him or the Father. They don't believe a, a large portion of, of, the, of the people of this planet don't even believe in God. Amen? Well, think about that. And, and so, uh, let's go ahead. we got a few more minutes, uh, and let's open the third seal. Uh, somebody read uh, for me verses 5 and 6. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou heard, not the old and the one. Okay, so now we see something different here. We see uh, when he opened the seal, the, the third beast said, come and see, that's the third one, there's four beasts. And, and when he saw him, he saw this, this black horse. And the one that sat upon him had what? He didn't have a weapon. Didn't have a, what did he have? What's a balance? Anybody know? It's something to measure with. And so there's something that's taking place by the entry of the man on the white horse and the man on the red horse. There's something that's taking place on this earth. So when the third one comes in, he's got this balance, and we see what he's weighing. Now look at what he's weighing. And, the, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts, and it said, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Now, he's talking about food supply and control of food supply. Whoever controls the food supply 
controls the people. Amen. Whoever controls the water controls the people. And so this king that came in to conquer, he needs control. You can't conquer without having control. Conquering is taking control over things and over people. This man on the red horse has got this sword. He's came to break up peace. He's came, he's come to cause people to kill each other. So we know from this that there's fighting, there's war, there's when there's fighting and there's war, there's one thing that suffers. What is it? Agriculture. Amen. Penny, you're talking today's wages for. We're, yeah, what we're going to get to is this this amount of food he's talking about, and this penny was a day's wages for the time in John's era. Yeah. A man worked for one penny. This this measure of uh, uh, barley uh, for a penny and the measure of wheat for a penny. This measure is enough to feed one person one day and it cost a whole day's wages what happens if you got six people in your family, family. Starve. so this person's going to control inflation and family. this person's going to cause inflation like the world ain't never seen it's like the meeting in september the 24th of BRICS, where these countries are going to go in and they're going to set all their boundaries mm -hmm. yeah that's right and you know, and, and there's just so much here. So what we're going to see is from the result of the white horse and the result of the red horse, we're going to see massive starvation now. We're going to see people, we're, they're going to have something to fight about. They're going to fight over food and wheat and water. Don't mention water here, but that, that's going to be a part of it too. Because in order to control the people, you control the food. That's what scares me. You know, I know Brother James and others go and they get this free food and that's cool. But it's almost like they're setting us up for something. We're going to give you this food. You can rely on the government to give you food. Well, what's going to happen then if the supermarkets quit having food and the only place you can go to food is the government distribution center? Ask them folks in Hawaii that just experienced that fire how well that's working for them. All the government promised them and all the food that's supposed to be shipped to them and all the food, a lot of them are reporting that it's spoiling and they're throwing it away. They're not even using it, not even giving it to the people. And all these millions and millions, and it's millions of dollars coming in from all over the world is coming in and guess what? Ain't a one of them people that got their house burned got one red cent and ain't going to. The Red Cross stands up and says, send us money, don't send us stuff. We don't need stuff, we need money. And, and they, they had a lady on that other day they said she had walked all the way down to one end of the street and all the way down and she ain't seen the Red Cross anywhere. They wasn't promised but $750 from the president. From the president. Now listen to me. These are the kind of people that's going to be in control. They got the money. These hundreds of millions of dollars that's already flooded into these organizations, they're keeping the money. Why do you think these politicians are lying through their teeth like they are about everything? It's all about money. It's always about money with them people. It always has been and always will be. You get someone in there that don't care, they'll hate you. That's the only thing they can, they can and the very thing that caused this fire to come down upon this city used to be agricultural land where they grew crops. <clears throat> and they quit growing. And they won't burn it because they're afraid they'll kill a mouse or a rat or a bug. Well, not only that, they, they 
held the water back because of equity. If you, if you get into that, I mean, they held the water back from the firemen because of equity, because of the farmers, they had to keep the water for the farmers. They had to keep so much for the farmers, they let more than that go, the farmers couldn't make it, yeah. <laughs> but, but here, it's not about that. It's here, these two previous horsemen has caused so much catastrophe on the planet that there's not enough food to go around now. And in, inflation <laughs> has made the cost of enough food for one person to cost that person a full day's wages. That's what you're seeing here. It's crazy we're talking about this. We're, we're already kind of seeing this on a small scale. It's kind of like the the pain, the mother, the labor pains, you know, prior to this big event. We're seeing it right now. It's devastating to us seeing it. It's small scale compared to what we're reading about here. This is going to be on a large scale in yeah. you know, that world. Yeah. I remember in 2020, COVID, <clears throat> world shut down. You know, and I, and I heard people, and I even thought this, and still might think it's true, and I know we've got closed. I think that was an experiment to start with. Yeah. To see if they could make you stay at home. To see if they could make the churches quit meeting. To see what you would do when you saw those grocery stores empty. I got pictures on my phone going in there, and the produce aisle at Brookshire's in Atlanta was completely empty. The fruit section, completely empty. The frozen food packaging for me, completely empty. I took pictures of it. Completely empty. And it was over just a scare. And these people right here is going to be way worse than we've ever seen it here. And food is going to be one of the things that are shortest in supply. Because if they can have hold of the food, we're going to, and, and so listen to me, because this is going to be part of the mark of the beast, the, the first horseman, I believe, that you can have food if you'll take my mark. You know, they tried that in 2020. You can have food if you take our vaccine. Mm -hmm. Or they give out free gifts or whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you stuff. Think about that. It was an experiment. It's something that, and I don't know where it was done purposefully or something that was to warn us, beware, this is coming. You're going to study Revelation and you need to know these things are coming and they're going to come way harder than they are now. And the people that's left here on this planet are going to have to make up their mind. Do you want to eat or do you want to take this mark? You want to starve to death? You want to, take, you want to watch your kids starve? That's what it's going to come to. Yeah, yeah, and that's where that's where this is going, and we're already programmed for social security cards. We, you know, we start off driver's license number. How many of you know your personal your social security card in your head? Well, so you can go to a lot of places, and they say, "Give us your social security number," and you just right right out it goes. And in some places, it says though, "I got to see the card." So you can blurt it out of your head or you can show it to them from your hand. We are already programmed for that mark. And one of these days they're going to say, oh, we're going to do it away with your social security numbers. We're going to do something else. And 
you'll comply or you won't get government help anymore. You won't get your Medicare, you won't get your Medicaid, you won't get your, uh, your, your, uh, your Social Security, you won't get your welfare, you won't get it. You take this mark, you'll get it, but if you don't, they're not going to get it. They're already doing that now. Let me tell you, it's coming. About anything you buy now, they want to know the last four in your Social Security. Yes, it, it's important. And I'm not saying the Social Security number is the mark of the beast. It's not. It's not. He's going to change it to something else. And he's going to change it so it'll identify you with him. And if, and it's all about, it's not about you getting the stuff. It's about you identifying yourself with him. And he's taking you away from God and giving him to yourself, uh, to himself, giving you to himself. That's Satan we're talking about. I'm just thankful I'm not going to be here during the day. <laughs> I'm not thankful. And if they believe in the mid-tribulation, like, I'm just thankful that I know he'll have a place to keep us safe from all this chaos. What is next Sunday? The third, ninth, and the third. We'll be in uh, verse 7 uh, of chapter 6, ninth, and the third. Y'all listen. When we get past this fourth seal, things start to change and we start getting more information. And we go, pardon? Into this last section, the oil and the wine. Yeah, I want to know Because you got to think about oil and wine fuels chaos, especially back in like Roman times and that. Because they used the oil for fires. Because fires and, you know, the wine was, they get drunk and they just go, you know, nuts. Well. They used wine not only for that, but for medicinal purposes. So I, I figure we're going to do away with your ability to heat your house, and we're going to do away with the medications you need. It's, it's what that, I think, represents here. Uh, I think that the, the wine he's talking about here, like Paul said, a little bit of wine is good for the stomach. He, he used it medicinally, and, and there was such a thing as that. And, and so I think that uh, that what we're seeing there is oil, wine, the things that you. How many of you women can cook in, cook without oil? Period. Some of you can. You think here the oil represents like fossil fuels? Is there I, I think. To do I think the oil represents things that people use for heat. Now let me tell you something. It gets cold in this world, and there's some parts of the country without ways to heat. You'll die. Now, a lot of this stuff, even forestation, forestry, uh, is going to be, we're going to study it because, we, like I told y'all, we get past these four horses and we're starting to see things open up and we're going to see the result of their entrance into this world and what starts taking place. And it takes place over a seven-year period and it gets progressively worse and worse and worse and worse. The effect of these four horsemen and what they do because they, they get in control, they control things, and, and it stays that way and it gets progressively worse as it begins. Okay? So right now we're just seeing the, the tip of this iceberg and then in a little while, and it's coming next week, we'll get into it next week, we ain't finished the four horsemen yet, but it'll start showing up the results of the, what happens to the people or the residents of the earth as a result of these horsemen. Okay? So we're fixing to get the introduction. We got the introduction of these horsemen. And, and then we're going to see the results for several chapters. And, and, and then when it gets into the 13th chapter, the Antichrist, uh, you, you're going to see who some of them are. Matter of fact, you're going to see who all the men are. 
that's involved in this. So the oil symbolizes for cooking and heating. Heating. And the wine? The wine for medicinal uh, drugs. Drugs. Yeah, so that's why it says do not don't hurt those two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it's talking about. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Yeah, that's what it's talking about. It's, it's those things that it's talking about. Uh, that those things that can dull us from pain, those things that can deliver, those things that can keep us warm, keep us from freezing to death. And you know, there are people that froze to death in their homes in the north last year. Froze to death because they couldn't get heating oil. They use heating oil in those cold, cold states. They don't use natural gas. And, and here's another thing. What have they started talking about doing away with? Natural gas. Now you think about that. One of the cleanest energies we have, but you have to drip for it. So it's, it's not about global warming, it's about control. Now I don't know about the rest of y'all, y'all may all cook on electric. When you start charging your car on electric, cooking on electric, water heaters all electric, everything's all electric, what's going to happen to your power? You're going to start rolling blackouts here just like they do in California already going to happen. And so it's about control of the people. That's what this is all about. And if you'll notice, every one of these that we've mentioned so far, power was given to them for this. So it's part of the vengeance of God on this world. Amen. Any more comments? Which thing? I know we didn't get very far in that. I didn't figure, I didn't figure we'd get as far as we did, to be honest with you. Really did. So we got to the third seal. We got to the, uh, the white horse, the red horse, and the black horse. And we got another one that's coming up. He's a little spooky. Go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes, please. Now I'm telling you, we are. And you say, well, man, we've heard preachers say this all of our lives. We are getting close to that time when he will come. And we talked about this morning who he's coming back for and what they're supposed to be doing when he comes back to get them. He let us know that there's going to be some that go and there's going to be some that don't go. White throne judgment tells us that there's some that thought they would go that didn't. Don't understand why, but they didn't. But God does. We have a Savior that's died for us. We have a Holy Spirit that's been poured out upon us that we'll receive it. And He will help us to know and understand things and see things coming. Help us understand the word better. Show us how to live. Convict us when we do wrong. Rejoice in us when we do, when we do right. I hope you have that. Because without that, you don't have what you need to live for Christ. So these altars are open if you like to pray.
hope this has been clear as mud. <laughs> I know, you know, uh, it, it's hard to understand these things. It's really hard. So you just, when you see these things, and like I said, as we go further into this book of Revelation, it's going to kind of back up and show you the effect of these horsemen and what they have done and the results of what they have done. It's going to, it's going to be spooky. And there's a lot of death, a lot of people that are going to be killed in this short span of time. I'm talking about a lot more than has ever been killed at one time on this planet in our history. More. More than all the world wars combined, maybe all <coughs> wars combined, is going to be killed in this seven year span. Peace is going to be taken from this place. There will be no place to find it. And if you do receive the peace here, here, it will bring eternal death. Something to think about. To have ourselves ready and to prepare people around us uh, to be ready. Let's pray together. Most precious Heavenly Father, I ask that you plow the hearts of those here so they maybe understand what is in store if they if they're here if they're here during this Father. Thank you for your love and devotion. We ask that you take everybody home safely and bring you back safely in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.